This is Brandon Schwartz with the Saravo Broadcasting Sports Update. Well, yesterday, Yoannis Cespedes unexpectedly opted out of the Mets season yesterday. The New York Rangers fell to the Carolina Hurricanes 4-1 in Game 2 this afternoon. From the ice to the gridiron, New York Giants' Nate Soldiers has announced that he will opt out of the 2020 NFL season. LaShawn McCoy has signed a contract with the Bucks in hopes of winning the Super Bowl. For the Saravo Broadcasting Update, I'm Brandon Schwartz. Saravo show. It's your typical Monday night podcast with Andrew Brem, Brandon Schwartz, and we have a special guest today. His name is Kyle Esposito. Hello. Kyle, how are you today? I'm doing swell. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for coming on. So we have a lot to get to today. Indoor dining, latest on cases, Stanley Cup qualifying round, Jose Reyes retired, recap of MLB games, recap of our picks. LaShawn McCoy joins the Buccaneers, the future of the NFL, and our closing remarks. So I'm going to start with my experience in indoor dining at PA. It was a great time. They followed the regulations and guidelines. Wear gloves, wear a mask. It was a buffet, so it worked well. And I really don't understand why Phil Murphy won't do the same. We flattened the curve, like he said. We flattened Uh, the curve. But he decided to reverse that. So, Andrew, what's the latest on the coronavirus, and what did Phil Murphy announce today? Uh, today, so he announced that uh, he reduced the number of people that could be in an indoor gathering from 100 to 25 because he's seeing a small spike, spike in cases. And another thing is that the last dance tournament for high school baseball was last week, and he threw the first pitch, which people were booing at him because, of, because they don't like him as governor, so... Brandon, you mentioned before you're going to Arizona. What's the guidelines there that's different compared to New Jersey? Well, I'll tell you this: they're a lot more lenient there. They're a lot they're they're not as strict as here. There, here, they're a lot they're a lot tighter in restrictions. There, the restaurants are opened. You know, it's like they're the ones that are higher in cases right now, but we seem they they don't seem to really be as they're concerned, but they they're they're not taking precautions as well as we did when we were high in cases. So they're not they're not as ser- they don't think it's as serious as New Jersey is. Uh, Kyle, you work in a restaurant. Do you think indoor dining could work? It depends on the type of restaurant. Like if you own like a large restaurant, right? I don't think it could work because like you know. You got the people, and you know, not a lot of people like masks, so people might not They're go not out anyway. So you have to you have to worry about those people, and then I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's it's a whole big big confusion with everybody. It's it it doesn't work for most. Like every restaurant's different. Yeah, every restaurant's really, different. You can't really. Some can do outdoor, some can't do indoor. So this is what Governor Philip Murphy had to say today. I am exercising this option, not with joy, but uh, out of uh, necessity, which I had hoped not to have, t- have to take in pulling back on such gatherings. Today we are retightening the restriction on indoor gatherings, which until further notice are now limited to 25% of a room's capacity but with a maximum of 25 persons. That's down from 100. This change, importantly, will not apply to weddings, funerals, and memorial services, and religious and political activities protected under the First Amendment, which may continue under the current rules. Uh, They are also, by the way, limited to 25% of a room's capacity, but they can continue to have a maximum of 100 persons. To be clear, this tightening caps indoor house parties at 25 people, period. Additionally, we welcome the proactive action by Airbnb to suspend and remove the listings of some 35 
problem uh, properties which had received complaints from becoming merely party houses, including that of the Jackson Township property, which last week was the site of a party that, that raged with an estimated 700 people. This is a welcome step to not only restore some sanity and peace to neighborhoods, but to help us curtail the dangerous actions of a few that may put many people and entire communities at risk. We know, by the way, and we, we need to repeat this, we know that, that there are many more of you who have been responsible in your actions and who have taken your civic duties to help us defeat this virus seriously. Unfortunately, however, the actions of a few knuckleheads leave us no other course. We have to go back and tighten these restrictions once again. So he says we have to go back because of knuckleheads at a party. If, if, if I may add. You know, I'm all about freedom, right? So if you want to have a 700-person party, do it. If you get COVID and die, it's your fault. It Survival is your to fault. finish, get rid of the idiots that are in this world. It's like Hunger Games. I do. Like, last week when I heard about that whole Jackson, New Jersey uh, party, I'm like, how the hell did they get 700 people? Uh, you have to be a celebrity to, like... To like uh, have a party like that. Really big. It wasn't that big. It had big. to be. It wasn't that big. I mean, my house, I could probably only fit like 150, not even. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, we, we have at your parties, there's like 10, 15 people. Imagine if you had 17 at your house. Yeah, I mean, se- I mean 700 is a Holy shit. Unless you're unless you're the great Gatsby. <laughs> I don't know what house you're living in. Yeah. Dude, I don't know how the <laughs> hell. Now, if you had the seven hundred dollar <laughs> had the seven seven hundred people party. The one question I do have for you, Brandon Dunn, <laughs> is where would Ro- <laughs> Where would Rosh Park? <laughs> <laughs> where would he park his car? <laughs> So, uh, I have a in the other state. <laughs> so this is Phil Murphy in regards to restaurants. Can be cute and skate by with a wink and a nod. <laughs> Let me re- reiterate: we remain in a public health emergency. Over the past week, we saw numbers of cases uh, that we had not seen in eight weeks. Our rate of transmission is now more than double where it was a few weeks ago. Everyone needs to get it together, folks, and fast. This is not yet past us. Next, and switching gears, but only a bit, to the issue of the preparations currently underway by school districts across the state for the upcoming academic year, which is only about five weeks away. Today we are announcing and frankly clarifying that face coverings will be required for all students at all times while inside a school building, regardless of social distancing, unless, unless doing so would inhibit the individual's health. The opt- so he mentions that. Do you think we're going to see students going to school in September? You're all college students. Kyle, you go to Keene in North Jersey. Andrew's doing online. Brandon's same thing with Andrew. Well, Where do you see you guys going in the future? Kyle, I'll start with you. Okay. So how my school's doing it is we're doing three weeks of online work. Then we're going to test the waters and see, eh, can we do in-person learning? And then next semester, we're just not doing in-person learning at all, which I think is not necessary. We can just do it online. And if you saw, in Indiana, they open up schools and, like, summer like summer stuff. A lot of people got the virus. Yeah. So I don't see – I see the same result, to be honest with you. So I don't want my listeners to think that we forgot the restaurants, but I guess we didn't get the audio in time. But he does say right here, restaurants must have at least two open walls to serve diners indoors. I don't think that's possible because most of them are closed. Uh-huh. Brandon, Andrew, mm-hmm. where do you see the schools going forward, moving forward? Uh, so I think the first couple of months, it's going to be tricky and complicated. But I think by some time, probably after the election... Or after the year is over with, I think there will be a vaccination by that point. And once there is, I think things will completely return back to normal. Brandon, how do you feel about this moving forward? Well... You're a student. Are you going to want to take online? Or do you rather have that in-person learning? 
uh, to be honest, me, myself, I don't really care. But I feel there for the other kids who want to experience the college life on campus. And they won't obviously, and, you know, for example, Rutgers, is not, they're not going to do that this semester. They're going to all be online. So I feel bad for the people that were looking forward to the on-campus activities, you know, that were organized by the school. Uh, but unfortunately, due to the coronavirus, they won't be able to do that this semester. But hopefully next semester there will be a vaccine and everybody will, will get it and they'll be back to a normal way of life. Now, this is a question that maintains to all of you, whether you dorm, you take online. You think it's fair that you have to pay full tuition if you're online and not traveling at all or even living in a dorm? No, there should be a significant discount because yeah, exactly. there has, if you're going to college, you need to experience the whole thing. Like if you dorm, going to classes physically... And paying for a tuition that you're paying for those amenities, uh, I don't think it's worth paying for those amenities if you're not going to be there in person and you're taking it online and you're not going to be there in person. So there, there should be a significant discount, especially for me who, who goes to college and is paying a significant amount of money that did pay for dorming. That's a lot of money. So I would like to see a significant discount. Yeah. I mean, Andrew, you take online mostly. Brandon? Uh, there's, there's that. There is no excuse that they, sh they they should never make you. If you're not on campus or, you know, being involved, you know, and you're not, you're not able to be on campus, there is no way they should make you pay full tuition. They have, they have to accommodate you in some sort. They have to give you at least 30 to 40 percent off. Of the tuition, I mean, yes, they got to make money, uh, but th th you got to help out the people that you know, because this is this is up here in uncharted waters right now. You got to help them out in some way because nobody ever wanted to deal with this situation. Right, and there are a lot of people out there. I mean, thank goodness of me. I mean, my family and I have been surviving well throughout all this. Even and actually, we've made more money than ever. Yet there are other people out there that have that have. A lot of problems with survival and finances because they're all, they all have been laid off because they're not essential. So, so we got more to get to on the Doug Strauss show. Up next, we're going to talk about the Stanley Cup qualifying, the qualifying round, and recap the career of Jose Reyes. We'll be right back. I'm Doug Serrano, and boy, did I hate wasting hours on papers. I knew I had to make my hobby a reality. I love interviewing athletes and doing podcasts in my kitchen. Now I'm on to bigger things as the Connecticut School of Broadcasting offers studio time. If you enter CSB, you will have the opportunity to learn how to run a control room, edit highlights, direct a newscast, and even create logs for a radio show. The Connecticut School of Broadcasting gives you the chance for success. Visit GoCSB.com for more information on how you can receive a radio tour. GoCSB.com So we are back on the Doug Saravo Show. Alongside me, we got Kyle Esposito, Brandon Schwartz, and Andrew Brem. Jose Reyes announced his retirement last week. Part of our childhood growing up was watching the Mets. But Jose Reyes, David Wright, they were the main guys. Kyle, you remember Jose Reyes as you grew up? What can you remember about him? I remember him being, you know... I wasn't a big, I'm a Yankee fan, but like Yankee fans knew who Jose Reyes was. He's a great shortstop. Yeah, he was great for the Mets for a lot of years. Then he went to the Marlins and Blue Jays and Rockies for, you know, a little bit before, you know, legal trouble. And then he went back to the Mets and it felt like a homecoming for him. He was, I always wanted him on the Yankees, you know, but, you know, Derek Jeter was around. But Jose Reyes was a great player. He was my first jersey, actually. 
Like, and you bought a Michael Conforto jersey. I bought a Michael Conforto jersey for 150 bucks for no reason, but you know. <laughs> I remember that game. <sighs> Brandon, what do you remember about the career of Jose Reyes? Um. Well, again, Yankee fan too. I. Uh, you can't really say anything bad about him. Good player. He was a great, great leadoff hitter. He. Uh, he. He always he was clutch. He hit the ball well. He, he was a good fielder, and he got along well with David Wright. I mean, him and David Wright were a good were a good uh, were a good combo. You know, they were fun wow. to watch. And then, you know, their both of their careers were cut short. I mean, you know, when Reyes left the Mets after his prime, you know, he came back. But when he came back to the Mets after playing, you know, with the Blue Jays and then. Well, he wasn't really the same kind of player as he was when he left. It, it the, the the you know his you know his, he had his best time with the Mets before he left to another team. So you can't really say anything bad about. It. I mean, hope for the best in his retirement because he was a very good player. And all Mets fans definitely give him a round of applause for uh, for what he's done because he's done a, he did a great job. Andrew. Yeah, so uh, Jose Reyes, he just was a great player. A lot of people knew him. And, uh, um, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't know half the guys in uh, the major leagues were from different countries until I started hearing them talk in different languages or having or heard them talking in foreign accents. And some, I would hear Jose Reyes, and I'm like, he, has, he definitely is from another country. He's from the Dominican Republic. So, uh, I one time remember him saying this, well, it's always nice just to come to CD Field and play, you know. I have a lot of good memory around here. So, uh, we got a caller here, I think. Yes, hello. Welcome to the Doug Strava Show. How are you today? Alright, so, uh, yeah, here. Who is this? Uh, this is a long-time caller. Big fan of you guys. Jeff from Long Island. We have Jeff from Long Island. Jeff, yeah. how are you today? Welcome to the show. Oh, you, you guys, listen, I love you guys. I listen to you every day. It's, uh, the world needs more people like you guys. You're unbelievable. Thank you. We appreciate yeah, that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let's get down to business, boys. All right? <laughs> okay. I'm going to start asking you questions. Now. We're going to reverse this role a little bit here. What okay. do we think the Yankees are going to finish this year? What's their record? 18 and 6. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andrew, They're I got this. Like 50 so I think that the Yankees, if everything goes their way, they play consistent. Aaron Judge stays healthy. As a Tampa Bay Ray fan, I think they could finish with at least 48 to 49 wins. I think you're right. Why are you a Tampa Bay Rays fan? I love watching Evan Longoria, and somehow I became a fan. That's amazing. So listen, guys. I listen to you every day. Big fans of you, especially that Brandon guy. I don't know where he came from, but he's real funny. Yeah, he is. Now, why does a guy like Cespedes disappear on the team when they need him so bad. What do you make of that? I think as an athlete myself, I think if a teammate did that to me, whether it was before the season started or during the season, I would be pissed off because to me that's a coward move. When you're when you play sports, it's a team game and everyone there they're your brothers. And if you that's do that right. if that's you do right. that to me you're no longer allowed to play on my team as a teammate. That's it. And uh, I was a big Cespedes fan, but he will never get my vote again. No. Nope. Hopefully he falls in another hole in Florida. Maybe. Mm-hmm. He had a great one good run in 2015, then fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. I don't so know what's what up you guys with you. Feeling on, uh, what do you guys feel about the Atlanta Braves or the Cincinnati Reds? Well, what's your gut feeling here? How are we gonna make money? Well, are you guys betting on anything? I mean, I have, but I'm I've been losing a lot, so I'm trying to stay low. Yeah, that Brandon guy. I don't know, he always has good luck. I don't know where you found that guy. Well, Brandon's doing with our picks that we'll get to in, in the second half of the show. 
Brandon is six and two, so I'm very impressed with that. Hopefully, one day I get to meet him. He's my good luck charm. Hey, Maybe. Brandon, are you there? Brandon, how you doing? Hey, good to hear your voice. I hear you on the radio seven days a week while I'm driving to work. I'm a big fan. Hopefully, one day I can meet you in person. Maybe at a live signing. Do you sign autographs or what? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm actually coming to La Piazza and playing for you Long Island in the next couple of weeks. Oh, that would be amazing. Please give me a heads up. Now, let's turn uh, this piece to football, all right? We got a virus out there. We got people wearing these ridiculous masks all over. <laughs> right? Do you yep. really think this season's going to happen? No, nah, I think football's a no-go. Uh, no, I, I just don't see how it's going to work because it's, it's football is different, you know, because you're, you're colliding with each other. You, you know, you're, there's actually with that, there's a lot, you know, that game requires contact. You know, that that's right. the game that requires the most contact. So, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't see it happening. I, I agree with Doug on that one. Now, I have a more important question for you guys. This is for everybody in the room there. Okay. Right? You come home from a long day at work and you're starving, right? What is your go-to meal? My go-to meal, it probably had to be uh, calamari and uh, and shrimp and plantains. Well, that's a good mix. That's a good mix. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm Spanish, so that's why. Yeah, I thought you were from Israel. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, anything fish-related. It's just uh, nice salmon. Beautiful. Uh, calamari. Yeah. This is the only live show I could call in and have a real conversation. That's why it's the best <laughs> I know. TV. You can't do this well, on my princess's show. No, they'll call you off the air. Now, do you have any questions for me? Uh, yeah, so uh, what, uh, what, what part of Long Island are you from? Uh, we don't usually disclose, lo uh, disclose location, yeah, but Andrew, I'm close to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> we don't do that on the show. Yeah, that's true. I'm... Yeah, we don't know who's listening. You know? Yeah, we don't know who's listening. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm always making myself look like a clown. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we know that. Now, does this show include video? You guys have video or what? Yeah, we have that. So why, how come I'm not videoing it? Why did you say call it? It should be on Facebook Live. Do you see it? I don't know. It's a little weird. We got we to gotta fix that. Because I'm going to be calling you guys every day. Big fan. Big fan. Jeff in Long Island. Oh, I wish you guys a great week. And if you have any questions, you could call me. Yeah, we can. We appreciate the support. Thank you. You got it. Have a great night, guys. All right, thank you. We appreciate it. All right, thank you. So that was Jeff. I just want to get back to the Jose Reyes. And this is what he said when he came back home to make his debut again at City Field in... 2016, I believe it was, because that was the wild card game. So this is Jose Reyes at City Field. The soon that I get in the parking lot, I mean, like, what's a different feeling on my body? Like, wow, I'm here again. So, you know, I'm very happy to be here one more time. Like I said, I, I still don't believe that I'm here again. So, you know, like I said, I'm happy. Have you so I think Jose Reyes is one of the best shortstops to ever play for the Mets. It's a shame because when you think about that, the Mets and the Mets and Reyes, David Wright, they could have had a ring together. And unfortunately, that's not always the case. So before we get into the Stanley Cup qualifying round, Kyle, how difficult it how difficult is it having a core of young guys trying to win a championship and you don't get there? I think it's disappointing. Like if you have a young, like a good core of young people that's strong enough to to possibly win a chip, and not, I think that's a waste. Andrew, um, I think it'll be a good team if you have young guys. You know they'll grow and they'll become better. No, but that's not my question because the All Mets, right. the Mets built that and they failed and they didn't win a championship. So how? Disappointing is it to not win a championship when you build a young core? Very disappointing. I mean, I don't know what the Mets are doing, but uh, you know they got to change something. They probably should change the coach, change the way how they play, the way how they play I, things. I, I know what they should change. What? 
everybody in the front office. Yeah, the ownership. <laughs> if A Rod and Jennifer Lopez don't buy the Mets by the end of the year, I, th- I that the Mets are gonna be the Mets forever. And and you know how like, look at our coworker, look at our coworker Nick. Do you see him on Twitter? He he is depressed. He is a Mets fan being depressed about how Rick Porcello absolutely stunk that his last downing and the Mets are are, are just going to be the Mets as long as Brody Van Hoosenfodger whatever the heck his name is <laughs> is in charge I don't know his name all I know is he stinks it's the same story I, I mean I've mentioned if my listeners listened to my last podcast I've mentioned that, that the Mets need a wake up call because it's the same nonsense year in, year out. They need more than a wake-up call. They need Mike Tyson. To- yeah. 70s. <laughs> they average 70 wins a year. They seem to not have, you know, any, you know, goals or culture. It's always lose, lose, lose. And I think the Mets need, like, a wake-up call. They just look like a bunch of circus clowns. <laughs> a bunch they, of circus they, clowns. They paid for a guy who... Was hurt most of the time. Who was hurt. Came back for COVID season, hit a home run, left. And he left. And he left. (laughs) 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 So we got more to get to, but we're going to take a quick time out. Again, the Doug Strava Show. We got Andrew Brandon, Brandon Schwartz, and the legend himself, Kyle Esposito. We'll be right back. It was a beautiful day of hockey for little Johnny and his friends. Until. Daddy! What's the matter, son? I got into a fight during the hockey game. We need to get you some help right away. Playing a sport like hockey gives you a risk of losing your teeth or a black eye. And if you ever face a situation like that, you can head to Riverside Dental Health they offer emergency care and boy does that help little Johnny right now contact 201 488 8228 or visit our website at riversidedentalhealth.com Riverside Dental Health located on the opposite side of Riverside Square and Home Depot or contact 201 488 Two eight. So we are back on the Doug Sarava show. Rangers are losing again. They trail the series two games to zero. And as a Devil fan, everyone knows I'm happy about that. Same. So this is what head coach David Quinn had to say after the loss. Physical, quick. There's really not a lot he can't do, and that's why he was the second pick overall. He's been one of the best players uh, in every level he's been at, and he's quickly emerging as one of the best players in this league, that's for sure. Next question, Jackie Redman, NHL Network. Go ahead, Jackie, if you have a question. Yeah, come on, Jack. We'll go to Mark Roseman, Sports Talk New York. Hey, Coach, early on in the season, uh, the team, when they were going through their growing pains, when they fell behind with some quick goals, they kind of played like they were deflated. Then, as you guys were in confidence, you had that swagger that no lead was insurmountable. Do you think that you know, those two quick goals today may have reverted to that, or was it just the fact that you know they just took away everything once they had the two goal leads? <clears throat> well, without question, uh, I think you could – say that both of those things happened we without question we got deflated after gave up giving up those two goals in the first two and a half minutes of the second and it really just changed the whole game i liked our first period though we did a lot of things we we're going to need to do and we have been a mentally tough resilient group a, th- a two goal deficit never hasn't bothered us over the last two and a half months but it's certainly gotten the way today and uh give them credit I, you know they're playing smart hockey they're playing experienced playoff hockey uh and we between now and tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, we have to learn that we can't keep shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, our lack of patience is killing us right now. Um, you know, was it better than it was the other night? Yeah, it was, but we didn't come here to get incrementally better. We came in to win hockey games, and we're not doing enough. Yeah. Brandon, you're a Rangers fan. How disappointing is it to go to the playoffs and see Henrik Lundqvist basically about to hang them up because he seems to not have it? Well, 
there's just something with the Rangers, with these Madison Square Garden teams, the Knicks and the Rangers. This is always bad luck. This is always bad luck with these teams, you know. The Rangers, you know, they they just not they they got to the playoffs, but I they they just they I don't think they were able to even move to the next. They're not able to go to the next. I just don't think they have that kind of team. I really don't. And I'm not a I'm not a huge I don't really follow that much hockey, but from what I see is I just don't see them you know moving on you know I just don't think they're ready yet. So we mentioned the bubble. We mentioned that major major league baseball may not continue, as Rob Manfred announced. We see NFL having struggles to maybe have a season. Is it important right now for sports to be in a bubble because the NHL NBA. No one really tested. No one really tested positive for cases. It all comes down to yeah, they're doing a good job because you know why? None of them are traveling. They're staying in a bubble. See, that's the problem with baseball. Is baseball you're traveling? Like for example, the Red Sox had to go to Tampa after last night's game because they planned the race. You're going on a plane and you're you're going to Florida and you got a better chance of being exposed. You know, when you're even when you're on a plane or when you you know when you get off the plane because with the bubble, you're. You're in one area. You know, you're not moving from one... You're not going to different states. You're you're in one specific area, and you're not leaving. So, that's the NBA and NHL. They deserve to not have any cases because they're doing the absolute right thing. And listen, I'm not saying baseball's wrong, but it's harder. Baseball's going to be a lot harder to deal with. And you can see, you know, with the Cardinals and the uh, Marlins and the Phillies, you see, you, you've seen that they've had problems already. So, the NBA and the NHL are, are doing... Are, Doing a good, uh, they're doing a good job. Yeah, there's a thing with like when you play baseball, you always go out. I think yeah. we weren't alive for it, but the '86 Mets, we know they were party, yeah. party animals. We know what happened to Doc Doc Gooden. He was he was stoned and didn't go to the parade. So, is there more distractions when it comes to playing baseball, or do you think maybe it's just you know what I'm in the bubble? I can't go anywhere. Hard to say, Doug. You know, it really comes down. I think it comes down to like how your team is doing. Like, if the team's doing good, you know, they're gonna. I just feel like if the team's doing good, they're gonna they're gonna go obey to the rules. But you know, it's really hard to say because none of us are in that bubble. We can't see what's going on and. A lot of the NBA reporters don't see what's going on, too, because a lot of the NBA reporters are not even there. A lot of them are reporting from various locations around the country. You know, so we don't know. We really don't know. But all we can know, all we know is that there's no cases in the bubble, which let's hope that we don't have any cases for a really long time. We want to get to the playoffs, and we want to have we want to crown a champion for both of those leagues. So let's, let's hope that we don't uh, – let's hope they don't give up and, keep, and they have to keep doing the work they're doing because they're doing a good job. Kyle, you and I have been to many double games this year. Mm-hmm. Where do you see them moving forward to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs? I see it's I I, I don't think next year's I think next year's gonna be another you know We have season. a call actually. We have Matt Gizzy from Jupiter. Yeah, what's up? How are you, Matt? Welcome to the Doug Sarava show. I'm doing good, thanks, Doug. What's on your mind today? Uh, nothing much. Uh, just, just, uh, you know, whatever. You called though. What do you want to talk about? I figured you'd have something to talk about. So, where do you see the Rangers moving forward? They're down two zero, and they lost it four to one. Why are you laughing when you say it? No, because it's my show. Normally, you have a question for the, the host. Oh, okay. So, my question for you, Doug, is what's your favorite color? <laughs> my favorite color is red. Go Devils. Go Devils. <laughs> I see. Uh, so, uh, so, I have a question. So, I'm supposed to have a question for you? <laughs> yeah, that's how it works normally. You call yeah. in the show. No, no, I think usually you have a question and then I, if someone calls in, they talk about it. Yeah, we're talking about the New York Rangers so, right now. Matt, we know, uh, Matt. Uh, all right, so, uh, uh, well, well, let's see, uh, 
Yeah, so yeah, just but some I'm we're bummed out about it, but you know what? We still got hope. We're still alive. Yeah. Do you think this is the end of Henrik Lundqvist's career? Nah. So you don't think Igor Shostakovich will be the lead guy starting next season? Nah. No. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, um, Matt. Matt, we have one question for you. So. Matt, so you're a, you had the coronavirus. Uh, tell us your experience about the coronavirus. Oh uh, yeah, no, that was a uh, interesting. It was in, it was interesting. I had it for about five weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some uh, some symptoms were pretty bad, and uh, nothing, but no, none of the fever or bad uh, heart breathing stuff. Generally, just and then after a while, it it, it really just kind of maintained itself with uh, low-level symptoms like mucus and uh, sore throat. And that generally stayed the whole time. Uh, I actually just got a negative test uh, a few days ago for uh, corona, and I just took a test today to, uh, to just to make sure that uh, that is the case. So uh, once I get my results back, if it's negative, I'll be able to rejoin society. So is it as bad as the... As people are making it as out. As the mainstream media makes it out to be? I don't know. I don't watch the news. All right. That's a good thing. But do you think <laughs> it's as bad or do you think it dep- it varies on the person? I mean, I think it's it's bad and varies on the person. It, it can be bad. Like, it, it, can be, it can be really bad or you could, you know, some people could, like, not even notice they have it and meanwhile they have it. So it's... Like you said, very varies on who, who the person really, but um, still something that, that that's a serious matter. Yeah, it is a serious matter. Well, thanks for joining us today, Matt. We'll talk to you again. All right. All right. Thank you, Doug. Take care, guys. God all right. Bless. I'll see you next time, buddy. God bless. Thank you. Yeah. So back to your point, Kyle. Where do you see the Devils going moving forward? Next year is definitely going to be another tank year. I don't. We don't have a captain. That's number one. We we basically yeah, we, we, him away. we lost practically. We who did we lose? We lost Andy Green. We lost Blake Coleman. Well, what what other pieces did we lose? We lost. Well, Corey's hurt. Corey, when isn't he? He's always hurt. He's always hurt. So um, it's gonna take him maybe another two years, two three years. I don't I don't see the Devils coming back to their. So, moving forward, Brandon, who do you see going far in this Stanley Cup playoff? You mentioned Pittsburgh last week. Uh, well, that's a, uh, a good question. Uh, I think the Penguins still. And, and I don't analyze hockey as much as you know you do, Doug. I'm not, I'm not into it as much as you are. Uh, but from what I see, I think the Penguins... To me, I'm going to win the Stanley Cup. Penguins. Andrew? I mean, I'm not really a uh, an NHL guy, but uh, probably the Penguins, I guess. I'm one for the underdog, so let's go for the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars. <laughs> so, again, if you're just joining us, we talked about indoor dining, the latest um, New Jersey coronavirus, Stanley Cup qualifying round, Jose Reyes' career. Now, as we go back, after this word from our sponsor, we're going to recap MLB games that are going on today. We're going to discuss our picks, and we have our future picks. So, again, Doug Sorabo, Brandon Schwartz, Andrew Brem, and Kyle Esposito. We'll be right back. This is Brandon Schwartz from Schwartz Center with the Madman. Listen to our podcast on Anchor, Schwartz Center with the Madman, and follow us on Brandon Schwartz Facebook Live. We talk about sports and other stuff that goes on in the country and the world, but we are mainly here to talk sports. Hey, if you're in the mood to talk about sports, come listen to Schwartz Center with the Madman on the Anchor or Facebook Live. Have a good one. You ready? Um... So we are back on the Doug Sharabo show. Right now, the Mets are currently winning seven to nothing over the Atlanta Braves. 
What a surprise. Wow, that's a seven to nothing over the Atlanta Braves. Cespedes came back, huh? No, he's still missing. <laughs> he is still missing. So, Brandon, tell us about your guy, Aaron Judge. Wow. God, did you watch the game last night? I didn't have to. I, wa- I, wa- I, wa- I watched clips. Uh, watched I, the clips. I watched the clips. Cause well, I w- that was two big shots he had. I mean, that he is so clutch, Aaron Judge. I was on Twitter, and I, I, I saw him trending. And I heard Matt Baskurgeon scream his lungs off for not one, but two home runs by that beautiful, big, six-foot-seven giant of a man. He is the future. I'm, he's so. clearly he's going to be the next face. I mean, he is, he's already proved it. I mean, he's, is he, if he could stay healthy, he's, first of all, I think he's going to win the AL. If he's, he's on a mission to win the, win the AL MVP this year. They, he, he wants that AL MVP, but he is he is gonna be he is something special. He is something special. He just got to stay healthy though. I don't, I think that if he keeps performing the way he has, you know, I think he deserves more than MVP. I think he deserves to be the next captain. To be honest with you, Derek Jeter, everything that he stood for, Aaron Judge, I see. He's he's a he's a very kind individual. He's a monster on the field. Monster at the plate, he's he's just the overall. If you wanted a face for baseball, Aaron Judge is it. So I feel like Aaron Judge should be the next captain of the New York Yankees. Do you see him representing what it means to be a New Yorker, to be a baseball player in New York City? I think yes. I actually do think so because you know if you look at it, after after Derek Jeter retired, you know. We didn't really have, like, someone to be like, oh, that's the leader. Who was the leader after Derek Jeter left? Gardner? He's, he's not our he's at That big mega mind head of his, you know, he's smart. You can tell. But when it comes to, like, knowing the game, protecting the sanctity of the game, and, and playing the game well, Aaron Judge is it. He represents the Yankees. He re- represents New York. And he represents Major League Baseball. So this is the home run from last night. His fifth home run in five games. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Have we seen anything like this? from a young guy like Judge. You know you have it from Trout, but to have five home runs in five consecutive games, how important is that for the Yankees, but also his baseball career? Really, really important. I mean, he, there is, I mean, listen, you're not going to hit a home run every game, but from what you've seen, he's on the path. To have twenty to thirty home runs this year, and if he if he get he 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 he's the guy that could show you he could hit about a home run every couple of games. I mean, he is that good. He is that good. From someone who I watched a couple years ago couldn't hit a curveball to save a child from a burning building. Uh, I he can he's evolved into a great player, and. There's just no denying that he's with that power and his evolution. Come on, it's no brainer. Again, if you're just joining us and you want to call in, you got 732 900 4046. How important is it, though, for Giancarlo Stanton to be on that same page as Judge if the Yankees want to blow away with that AL East? It's important. Uh, Giancarlo's got him, he's starting off to a good start, um, but. He's gotta be consistent when when he has to, you know. Um, and he's got and, he, and Giancarlo had a problem with last year and a couple. Well, he didn't really play that much last year, but the year before he was he wasn't doing a great job at the plate in terms of his. He was swinging at pitches out of the zone. He wasn't he, he wasn't taking good pitches. He's swinging at off speed. He he's got to do a better. He's got to do a good job, Giancarlo, in waiting for that pitch that he could slam at that he could 
get a nice solid hit from. He can't swing at crazy pitches, so if he could do that, Yankees are in pretty good shape. Kyle, you're the Yankee fan. Where do you see the Yankees going if you have 100% Stanton along with Judge? That's It's the Twin Towers that we were looking for when John, when John Carlos Stanton came to the Yankees. You know, that's the, that, those are the, the, like, you know those monsters from Space Jam? That's, yeah, stars. Yeah, that's, that's Giancarlo and Aaron Judge if they're healthy and they're on the money. And Monsters are, are amazing. So would you say that the Bronx Bombers are back? I would We're say back. So. We're back. We're back with no fans, though, this year. Yeah, but next we're back. year. We're back. But next year and we'll be back. That's actually good because Giancarlo has actually said that when he transitioned from Miami to New York, you know, Miami, that stadium's never filled. When he came <laughs> when, he, when he came to the Yankees and all these people on his first plate like first game as a New York Yankee, they were booing him out the building because he was he didn't have a good performance and have a good showing in his first game at Yankee Stadium. And he said that that was a big distraction for him, and that was and it it, it it impacted him a lot. So with no fans in the stands to, ha- to for him to worry about, that. So now it's time for our segment MLB picks. Brandon, you're six and two. Andrew, you're five and three, and I'm five and three. Kyle, five hundred zero zero. All right. So That's if you want, like- you could join us for this week. Okay. So, this week we're going to do the Royals versus the Cubs. Pitching matchup is Duffy versus Mills. Then you have the Mets and Nationals. You have Mats and Corbin. Yankees, Rays, Paxton versus Glass now. So, I'm going to start with Andrew. Who do you have for the Royals and the Cubs? Royals. You got the Royals? Brandon, who do you have, Royals or Cubs? Uh, I'm going to go Royals, I think, because Duffy's pitching. Kyle, Royals or Cubs? Duffy's a Duffy's a, uh, uh, what, what was I? A good say pitcher. He's a good veteran pitcher. Never, never seems to yeah. mess up in my opinion. So I go with the Royals. So we have three Royals: Andrew, Mets or Nationals? Nationals. Brandon, Mets or Nationals? Gonna go with the Nationals on that one. And Kyle. For the sheer fact that Patrick Corbin smoked the Yankees a couple. Couple days ago, I'm just gonna go with the Nationals. So we have two, na- three Nationals. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we got three Nationals. Brandon, Yankees or Rays? Oh, Yankees. Kyle, Yankees or Rays? Rays. Wow, that's a surprise from you. Because Paxton's last outing was god awful. Andrews, same. So same doesn't determine what the, the Yankees. Yankees. The Yankees. I don't know, Glass. So, I'm going to go with the Cubbies. I think they play good at home. And the Royals, I'm not really sure because they're technically rebuilding. I'm going to go with the Nationals just because I don't trust Steven Matz at all, especially when you have that first inning. And I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays because I think Tyler Glasnow is ready to prove that he's a legit starter because last year, obviously, he went down with that injury. And he was 6-1 at that one point. You know, you reminded me of something. You know who Steven Matz reminds me of? Who? A.J. Burnett. A.J. Burnett. Just because of the inconsistency. Yeah, that's what I was going to think. Inconsistency. So, Brandon, 6-2. and two, What do you think about your pick so far? Um, well, were not two of those wins from the Red Sox Mets series? I believe so. Yeah, that was... Um, I was uh, pretty shocked by that because I... You know what? I picked the who did I pick? I picked the Mets to win that those yeah. two games. From what I saw with the Red Sox series, I think they they don't look as bad as I thought they were. Because like yesterday, Bogarts had a good night, Devers had a good night. I thought the Mets would have. I I kind of changed my mind. I thought the Red Sox maybe would have won those two games, but the Mets. I guess you know, the Mets aren't going to be that bad. I guess they just got to be consistent. They're not. They're, they 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 not they don't know how to be consistent. So if they could be consistent, they'll they'll have potential. Andrew, your picks last the last time. You're five and three. Right. How do you feel about that? Feel okay about it. I mean I mean it's better than having more wins than more losses, so I'm good with that. 
And five and three, I think uh, some of them I were a little iffy. I didn't think I would get five wins because I didn't trust some of the, the teams I picked. Yep. And Kyle, how's it feel to be 500? You know, I worked hard for this, you know, being 500. I what, feel like zero being... on zero? Yeah. So is it a thousand? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm a thousand. Oh, yeah, he's a, a thousand. thousand. Oh, nice. That's even better. Oh. So we got more to get to in this show. Again, if you're just joining us, Doug Strava Show, Kyle Esposito. Andrew Brown. Andrew Brown. And Brandon Schwartz. We had a few laughs. We tried to figure out where Rosh was going to park for a $700 party. <laughs> 700 people party. Oh, that's great. That's great. All right. LaShawn McCoy joins the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is he going to help Brady take the pressure off of him? Because he's 43 years old, playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has Gronk. He has Evans. So he has receivers. But will that take off the pressure of him to not always throw the ball? And let's it, start with Brandon. It, it will help. Um, I think Brady would have been fine with what he had before signing McCoy. Uh, but every little piece helps. I mean, remember, Brady's 40, how in his 40s already? I mean, 43 today. Happy today. birthday, Tom oh, yeah, Brady. Happy birthday, Tom. 43 years old. I mean, but, you know, I think he could still do it. Yeah, I today's think, his birthday. I think he could still do it without all those 43. guys. 43. Who? What did you look up? No, we're talking about Tom Brady, 43. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said that. McCoy looked 30. Looked 40. Oh, no. Never mind. I was shot. asking if McCoy's going to help Brady because he's 43 he's years old. McCoy right, aged like milk. You get it now? All right, good. Brandon, go back to your McCoy thoughts. Helps. McCoy helps, but I, I don't think if the, if the Bucks didn't sign him, I still think they would have done good without them, McCoy. But we haven't had the season yet, so anything can happen. we got to see. Yeah, I think this has been one of the best shows we ever had. It's been, it's this been has a been one. a blast. It's been a good one. Andrew, LaShawn McCoy, what's the impact? Impact? Uh, for Brady. For Brady? Uh, not really sure, but, you know, I think Tom Brady at this point, since he's 43 years old, I just think he should just retire at this point. I mean, it's he's 43 and he's going to burn out eventually. Kyle? Well... If you look at LaShawn McCoy's success, being the running back for Michael Vick and everything, and Michael Vick can't run, but, you know, he's a he's a, threat. he's a threat. Back then, he was a threat. I still think he's a threat. If Frank Gore can still play, LaShawn Shady can still play. And he it says here on the depth chart that he's seconding Ronald, Ronald Jones II. Um, Ronald Jones is... All right, as a running back, I I wouldn't put him in my fantasy team. I would I would definitely put LaShawn McCoy over him, but you know that's just me. Um, yeah, I think it will help a lot. Tom Brady has knees like a grandma, so I don't think he can. It helps a lot. Any any running back can help him with that. So, NFL future. Odell Beckham Jr. came out today and he said, "We are not ready for football season. So why are we trying to push forward?" It's obvi- It's obviously for their money. And that bothers me because there's always been this, and I hate saying it like that, but the owner's attitude is, oh, we own you guys, and just kind of like that. Jesus, Odell, not with that attitude. So do you see the National Football League happening? Yep. You do, Andrew. Why? Because, like you said, they're all about the money and all about the revenue. And fans, there's going to be a lot of people out there, even if they don't go to the uh, games this year, that want to see an actual game. But health-wise, how do you have a season? I mean, the, the best thing they could do is that they have to take temperature checks like a lot of places are doing now. they got to test them every day to make sure that they're healthy. And, uh, you know, they just got to take some extra precautions like wash their hands, clean the uh, locker rooms a little more than they have. So that's something that you should consider. So, Kyle? So. Well, with football, it's kind of difficult because, you know, they can't really do a bubble. Baseball, they could have done a bubble because of their spring training facilities, but that's a different story. Um, 
I say they should do a, like two preseason games just to see if like stuff works, and then if there's no tests, they should go on with the season. But other than that, I see it going forward. If it stops in the middle of the season or three games into the season, I'd expect. I'd also expect that. But I do see it playing out. Brandon, it could go either way. I think. I mean, you know, from what I've seen with you know, the bu- like you see the pros and cons of the bubble. Like you see what you see what's you know you, you see what's happening with the bubble and you see what's happening with the baseball situation. You know, so if the football could figure out a way to do a bubble, you know, like the NBA and NHL are doing, that would help them a lot more. You know, because they don't have to travel, they don't have to get on buses, they don't have to, you know, stay in different hotels. You know, so it's it's definitely better if they could try to figure out a way to maybe play in, you know, one or two different, you know, stadiums or in a bubble. Because you really don't want these guys to travel more than you have to, more than they have to. Because, you know, everybody now in this day and age, right, like in this, this year, you, you can't travel really anywhere. So the, the players shouldn't have to travel either because they're people. So if they can figure out a way to keep them in, in, in an isolated area and play the game of football, go ahead and do it. Here, here's how I would do it. Now, I'm no, <laughs> I'm no commissioner. Okay. But if I had to, I would pick a warm stadium, have football be played almost every day. Mm-hmm. Have more than one game played a day, and have you know your hotel room set up. Like let's say you have let's say the virus is not really well. From what they say, it's not really affected by the heat. Is that true? Like yeah. Okay, I would say Arizona because it's hotter than hell out there. Have hotels around the around the area, and just use the Arizona Cardinals stadium as main point and just play almost every day with multiple games a day like three like two games a day i was thinking miami dolphins could be another one too another one yeah yeah but that's a hotbed right now yeah it is a hotbed that's true so we have to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back first and thibodeau if you're the new york knicks um he will get them to play hard that is true, and there's nowhere to go but up if you're the Knicks. I think you could probably also do better than Tibbs from the point that you brought up, from the, from the point of view that you brought up, Kurt, that he has a, he's, his history is that he really, weird, like, you feel like Thibodeau teams are worn out by the playoffs, and it takes a certain kind of personality to play for him, like a Jimmy Butler type, and there aren't that many guys with that mentality, but he may instill that in a, in a, in a team. You know, I think someone like... Um, Mark Jackson or Thibodeau or any, like, there are a bunch of other guys who I think would be good in the beginning to get a team to work hard and believe in themselves. But you, but then there will be a next step. There will be another coach, if we're talking about yeah. Thibodeau, who comes in and is also a lure for free agents. Because there's no one on the roster right now that you're going to build a championship team around. So, Brandon, you're a big Nick fan, Paul. How important is it to have a head coach like Tom Thibodeau with the experience he has had, the playoff trips, the division titles? How important is it to get this mixed team on the right destination, especially when you have a young core of R.J. Bauer? He's basically the only guy you're building right now. But how important is that first step? Very important. Very important. And, you know, it started, I think, I think, and there are people saying that Leon Rose was not going to do anything, but I think Leon Rose was your first step. I think hiring Leon Rose as your president was the, was the first big step because Leon Rose will attract players. Two was Thibodeau. Having Tom Thibodeau as your coach will be, will mean a lot. It will mean a lot. You know, you see what Tom does. You can hear his voice yelling down the court on, I'm like, you know, you're watching a game. You know, and you could hear his loud voice on the court. And that shows you that he could he has passion and he really gets his players going. And you saw that when he was coaching in Chicago with Derrick Rose and Joe Noah and all those guys. And he turned out to be the coach of the year that year. And and you, you see, if he could get a good like if you could keep if you have an RJ Barrett who could be RJ Barrett that people are hoping for, 
Maybe if they could get Kevin Knox going, you know, because Kevin Knox, I think, has potential. Uh, we just haven't seen a lot of it yet. Um, who else? Mitchell Robinson. You want and Thibodeau said he he's going to work with Mitchell Robinson on his potential because Mitchell Robinson is 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 like a monster. I mean, he's he he blocks shots. He, he does everything. Um, but yeah, I think Thibodeau he's gonna it's gonna be a rocky star. I think you know the beginning of the season, but once Thibodeau settles in, finds his niche. I think he I think he will be the Knicks head coach for a while. And I like also the Mike Woodson assistant coach with. With Thibodeau, and, you know, all the, if the assistant coach, if he has a good assistant coach staff, Thibodeau's Thibodeau's set because Thibodeau could do a lot. He really can, he, and I think the Knicks got this is a big step for them, big step. This is an enormous step for the Knicks. This is really big. This is this is gonna this could be your future for like for a while having Tom Thibodeau as your head coach. So as we stay on the NBA, how is the playoff looking? Who's your favorite to win a championship? This year? Oh, well, a lot of teams I, that I think have potential. I think I'm going to go with Milwaukee to win it. Milwaukee Bucks? Milwaukee Bucks. I will also say Milwaukee because there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors that come into that. If Milwaukee does not win a chip, is Giannis going somewhere else? To win a chip. Exactly, because this could be the end of that two-year run they had. It could be. Because Giannis is a free agent, and if they don't win it this year, is he going to go to, you know what, let me go to the Warriors. And how many more seasons can he think? do you think he has in him to try to lead the Bucks to a series? I want to think too much. I think this is it. I think, I think it's it, too. Because you have that one shot. I, it's I, that one shot. I don't think he'll go to the Warriors, though. I... I if if that doesn't work out, if if they don't win a title, I think he's going to Miami. The Miami Heat. I think that's a possibility, but I think with the Warriors, you have Steph Curry, going to be healthy. Clay Thompson's going to be healthy. He could play that small forward, but he could also play that power forward. So you could have. Um, I think it's who's their small forward. Right? Oh, Andrew Wiggins. You have Andrew Wiggins, then you have Giannis. And then you maybe draft uh, well, James Wiseman. Well, here's the thing with that. That's a lot of money. You're paying it for, is, you're paying for, The amount of money you pay for Curry, Clay, Wiggins gets paid a, a good chunk of change. Draymond, and their center changes every other day. Um, I I don't think that... I think they'd have to trade Clay Thompson in order to afford Giannis. It is, but I think they would take pay cuts because they, they've won championships uh, No... I think if you're someone as talented as Clay Thompson, I think you'd have to be. I don't think you'd accept the pay cut. I think you'd accept a trade. I mean, money always talks, but I think that could be a fit for him. Again, Miami, maybe Chicago, and who knows? Maybe he'll go to the Knicks. I, <laughs> That'd be the best thing that's ever happened to us in the last 20 years. Oh, God. <laughs> he might go to the God. Knicks. God. There's also rumors that the Nets want to attract him, too. And if he goes to the Nets. I'd be These a Nick happy fans man. are gonna very. I'd be a happy man. You're a Nick fan. I'm yeah, a Nick fan. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, the Nick fans would probably cry in their beds if 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 Giannis went to the Warriors to the uh, Nets because what else could go wrong for? Them? I mean, when was the last time a Nick? I mean, obviously we traded for Carmelo Anthony, but when was the last time we had a really good star? Like, Carmelo. Before, before, like we saw, like we before, that you signed, I really don't know. Patrick Ewing. Well, he drafted him. I got it. Stephon Marbury. It's really hard, honestly, as a Knicks fan. Something has to happen to the Knicks that this offseason that could be good. We already have Tibbet. There's got to be. We got. We we need a little more. We need a little more juice. A little more juice. The Knicks are due for. We're due for something something good. These fans are starving for for a playoff run here. I mean. They need they need them back in the playoffs because when the Knicks go in the playoffs, it's enormous. They're starving so much so that they're ready to grab torches and pitchforks at James Dolan's doorstep if they don't get anything going. Well, in New York, you're able to do that stuff now, so it's okay. There you go. Oh yeah, you mean as riding? long as you wear yeah. a mask. Yeah, yeah as long door, as you wear, wear a mask. mask. Oh yeah, riding. You in New York City, you're allowed to riot James, and loot. Yeah, well, all because of stupid De Blasio. Yeah, and also. Cuomo, you love Andrew Cuomo. Brandon, besides the point, 
is this truly the right fit for the Knicks to even attract free agencies? Do you think maybe it's the system in place where Durant's like, I don't want to be a Knicks, same thing with Kyrie? Or do you think it's just the issue of basically losing? You got to You can get these players, but you know what it really comes down to? Winning. You gotta win games. Winning. You gotta That's win. what Charlie Sheen says. You gotta win. It, and, win. And the winning will get you money and money. And you gotta win. You gotta win. Winning. You hire all these guys to win. You hire Thibodeau to win. You hire, well, you know, Mike Wilson to win. Yeah. You, you want to win. Everybody's goal is to win in the NBA. And another so, thing they should do if they want these players to win, insert them with an injection. Called Tiger Blood. Tiger Blood? Yeah. That's what Charlie Sheen has. Tiger Blood. And Tiger Blood. Yep. And he wins in life. Um, all right, so, <laughs> Brandon Schwartz, your final thoughts on today's show. Uh, I really enjoyed being here today. Uh, we got a lot. To, we, we had a lot to talk about today, which is great. Um, let's just hope we, uh, we keep these sports going and we don't stop. And uh, we can uh, eventually crown champions because that's our goal. Andrew Graham, your final thoughts on today's show. Good as usual. That's uh, it? Yeah, good as usual. And, you know, I like how I brought up some of these stupid points about Murphy. Yeah, I know. Cuomo. Cool. I'm always bringing points about Cuomo. Like, I always bring him up all the time. I don't know why. Yeah. I think, I don't know. This guy's, for some reason, he's just an interesting right. guy. I think that's why we're losing viewers tonight. Uh, Kyle, your thoughts on today's show. I think it was interesting. I think it was very entertaining. I think we brought up some good points. I think we argued some good points, and uh, yeah. Would you be Would you be excited to come back? I I'd be very open to come back. Okay. I was nervous this go around, but now I'm not. Monday next next Monday. I'll be here next Monday if you want me. Sounds good. So we got four guests on our show next week. Wonderful. We got got Andrew Brim, Brandon Schwartz, and the legend himself. Kyle Esposito. See, you guys don't know Kyle, but Kyle's been number-rated busboy, number-rated food runner, and third-best box maker. And number-one best fat kid in Sarajevo. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I'm Doug Saravo for the Doug Saravo Show. Thanks for joining us on Spotify, Apple, and Anchor, and also YouTube. I'm Doug Saravo. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good night. Andrew. That's a new buy now. Long live John Long. <laughs>